1: Welcome to episode 297, Choices and Responsibility. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, here with Zigler CEO and proud son, Tom Ziegler. Today, we're going to play a nine-minute, profound, foundational clip from Zig Ziegler himself, then read through and discuss comments from the audience, of which we have many hundreds. I'll tell you about that in just a second, but before we start, Tom, you just flew in from
2: London. Tell us what's happening at Zigler. All right, Kevin. Hey, it's great to be here. I got back last night from London. Spent almost a week there. Uh, we did a, a workshop there called Zig Ziglar's Keys to Top Performance, and I have to tell you, uh, it was awesome. The the London audience is fantastic. We had people. I think we had actually more nationalities in the room than we had countries in the room because, you know, we had people from the Ukraine and India. We had people from Iraq and Syria. All over the world were there, and it's just great to see that Ziegler message connect. And, Kevin, I I haven't told you this yet, but several people in the room have been listening to the podcast. They love the new format. Ah. So fantastic. So two thumbs up there. Uh, we're in the midst of our, you know, what we consider the best time of the year. It's, it's Christmas time. We've got uh, so much to be grateful and thankful for. This podcast is one of them because we're able to carry forward Dad's legacy, the message that he's had that's literally changed millions of lives around the world. And we get to do it the greatest season using the most powerful technology. I mean, life is good. So I'm looking forward to hearing this clip because Dad always inspires me. And then we'll talk about it at the end.
1: Okay, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I uh, want to thank so many people who came to from the Facebook fan page at Zig Ziglar and gave comments on today's message. What we did is we took two quotes that you're going to hear through this nine-minute clip from Zig and made posters out of those as we do on Facebook that are so prolific, but then asked people, what are your thoughts on these? So I want to want to read these real quick before we dive in just so you can pull them out be listening for them. First quote is from Barbara Touchman that Zig cites. And it says this, the number one need we have in our society today are people who will accept responsibility. Ton of comments on that. Most people, as you would expect, agreeing with that. Now, this one we posted just this morning, about an hour and a half ago, another quote. This is from Zig. It says, you are where you are in many ways because of a series of choices that you have made. Now, I got to be honest, we got a lot of feedback on this, a ton of agreements, but then we also had some people that took a little question to that, and we're just going to hit that and have some honest conversation on this. So here we go. I'm going to give you Zig. So for nine minutes, those of you who are with us live, Tom and I are going to sit here, try to behave ourselves while you listen, and uh, but really tune into what Zig says here, and then we're going to talk about it. Here we go.
3: Now, let's start with this. How many of you have ever either heard me before, or else this will be your first time? Could I, uh, could I see your hands, please? All right. Now, the second question is kind of tricky, so stay with me. How many of you honestly and sincerely believe, as a matter of fact, you're totally convinced beyond any doubt, there's something you can specifically do in the next two weeks that would make your personal life, your family life, and your business life all worse? May I see your hands in the live audience, okay? You probably know the uh, next question then. How many of you believe there's something you can specifically do that will make all of them better, okay? Now, as you listen to this on tape, I hope you're responding to me as well. How many of you believe that the choice is yours? Can I see your hands? How many of you believe that every choice has an end result? May I see your hands? How many of you believe making the right choices is your responsibility, All right, now, in these seconds that we've been talking, and it's actually a little less than 77 seconds, here's what you have said, whether you realize it or not. You have just said that regardless of how good or bad my past has been, regardless of how good or bad my present is, there's something I can specifically do now that will make my future either better or worse and the choice. Is mine now, folks? That's profound. I'll always tell you when I've said something profound, <laughs> and the reason I do is I found out a few years ago that an incredibly high percentage of my audiences do not recognize my profound statements <laughs> when I make them unless I tell them this is profound. Now, this is going to involve a lot of communications. We had a lady uh, right here in Dallas went down to see her attorney about a divorce, and the lawyer said, "What's the problem?" And she started rambling. He said, no, said, be specific. And she said, like how? And he said, well, do you have any grounds? She said, oh, yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we've got about 40 acres right out here on the north end of town. He said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, do you have a grudge? She said, no, but we've got a really neat little carport there <laughs> right on this side of the house. And he said, woman, we need to make this personal. She said, like how? And he said, well, does that man ever beat you up? She said, oh, no, said I'm up every day at least an hour, hour and a half, (laughs) two hours before he even turns over. And he said, well, do you accept any responsibility for the difficulty? And uh, she said, like how? And uh, he said, well, for example, do do you ever wake up grouchy? She said, oh, no, said I just let him get up on his own, uh, you know, whenever he will. (laughs) And he said, well, why do you want to divorce the man? And she said, well, the guy just can't communicate. (laughs) Everything is choice. For example, for 24 years of my adult life, by choice, I weighed well over 200 pounds. Now, the reason I say by choice is uh, simply because I have never accidentally eaten anything. (laughs) Always a choice. Now, if I choose to eat too much, then I have chosen to weigh too much. You are where you are in many ways because of a series of choices that you have made. Now, I'm the 10th of 12 children uh, I asked my mom one time, I said, Mom, why so many? And she said, Well, son, where do you think I should have (laughs) stopped? Well, it's for sure I didn't think after number nine. Now, you can absolutely count on uh, that. Let me say something that I think is very important. A few minutes ago, you made the observation that the responsibility was yours to make the right choices. Now, responsibility carries a lot of weight in life. Barbara Touchman, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, said the number one need we have in our society today are people who will accept responsibility. And that is so tremendously true. Most people that I speak to think I'm in my early 30s, but actually, (laughs) I'm 68. Now, what that means is I was raised during the Depression, Now, I don't need to tell you that as a tenth of 12 children, six of them being too young to work, heart of the Depression, small Mississippi town, we had a tough time financially in the Depression. Other families had it tough, too. But I'm so grateful that for whatever reason, I did not choose to notice what we did not have. What I did notice is what a lot of people did have in that little town. See, even in those times, I noticed some people wore nice clothes they drove nice cars, they lived in nice houses, they took nice trips, they even had dinner out, some of them even played golf at the country club. You know what I've noticed in every decade of my life since, and this is the message I really want you to get right here, I've noticed that regardless of the economy, there are some people who don't pay any attention at all to it. As you well know, the media has accurately predicted 27 of the last two recessions. Now, there are some people who just don't pay any attention to what other people are doing. For example, I've noticed without exception that in some instances, many instances, when the economy is absolutely magnificent, there are a bunch of folks going broke. I have noticed that in some instances where the economy is absolutely horrible, there are a bunch of folks getting rich. How many of you have noticed exactly the same thing? Now, this is major point number two. Major point number one is you do have a choice. You can do something now about your life, making it either better or worse, and the choice is here. Number two is this. It is not what is going on out there. You see, a lot of that you cannot change. There's nothing you can do about Bosnia at this moment personally. There is something you can do about you and your future, and that's what I want to be talking about. It's not what happens out there that makes a difference in your life. is what goes on between your own two ears. Now, that's what makes the difference. Small Mississippi town, Yazoo City. Uh, We don't even have a village drunk. We share with a little community, you know, (laughs) next to us. Uh, But it's exciting about once a month a train comes through town. And I know that doesn't sound like excitement until I explain we don't have tracks there. And then that, you know... (laughs) That puts it in a different category, it really does. We used to hang a mirror at the end of Main Street and make the town look bigger. Well, anyhow, (laughs) small Mississippi town. Now, let me me say something here. You know, I can tease about my hometown for one very good reason. Uh, It's an amazing little town. Former president of the American Medical Association is from Yazoo City. Former president of the American Bar Association is from Yazoo City. Former president of the Southern Baptist Convention is from Yazoo City. The former editor of Harper's Magazine is from Yazoo City. Former secretary of agriculture is from Yazoo City. Chairman of the Republican Party is from Yazoo City. Jerry Clowers is from Yazoo City. Now, I have no idea what happened to the other three. But uh, you know, I can I can tease about my hometown because it has been so productive, and we're going to be using humor throughout because you see, people learn faster, they learn more, and they remember longer. But the major point I'm making there is we can tease about that little town because of its productivity. People who are confident and productive, they don't mind you kidding them along. Good, clean uh, kidding and humor, I think very definitely has a place. John Foppe was recognized two years ago as one of the top ten young Americans by the United States Junior Chamber of Commerce. I met John when he was speaking for the Department of Defense up in Colorado Springs. He had admirals and generals, CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies in front of him, a 19-year-old young man, and he spoke with confidence and clarity and conviction and power. John had graduated from college three and a half years, cum laude, working his way partially through. You ought to see John drive a car and scramble eggs and go skiing and paint portraits and do those sort of things. You ought to watch him just eat, Do you see... John Fipe was born without any arms. But as John said to me one day, he said, You know, Zig, if I had the longest, strongest arms ever put on a human being, he said, there'd still be only so high I could reach, only so uh, much weight I could lift. I don't care how long and tall and strong and big your arms might be. They have a limit. But, Zig, you know, I face more situation every day where I have to use my creative imagination than the average person does in a month's time. And there's no limit to what we can do internally.
1: All right, folks. Well, that is a not only profound but truly a foundational clip and message from Zig. So again, what we did with this is we took two of the quotes that you just heard out of that posted them on Facebook, and there are literally now hundreds of responses. We actually asked people to post. I asked people to post it on the Ziggler Show page, which is just our tab here on Facebook, where we're hosting the live show right now. We have a lot of people that did that, but we really had the majority of them, the the hundreds, post right there under the quote on the main Facebook page, which is fine as well. So, Tom and I are going to dive in and just address, just talk through some of the uh, top comments that came up here. And again, these are in response to the two specific quotes we pulled out of the clip you just heard. The first one from Barbara Touchman, the number one need we have in our society today are people who will accept responsibility. And then the next quote from Zig, you are where you are in many ways because of a series of choices that you have made again I think both quotes things that we would nod our heads to but when it comes to real life, as you're gonna hear, uh, there's some questions there. So Tom uh, you ready to dive in here? Absolutely. All right right off the bat and I am going to read names this is posted uh, publicly on Facebook with real people which I love. these are not anonymous folks so Anne Marie Harris says I agree for the most part. But let's not forget that life sometimes throws you a curveball and sometimes choices are out of your control. Uh, Tom, you and I know that that, I I relate. What do you think?
2: (laughs) Boy, I agree 100%. Dad used to say this. He would say, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to what happens to you that makes all the difference. And I, and I think a lot about that because the reality is, is that we do in every situation, we have a choice as to the attitude that we're gonna have regarding the circumstance of the situation we're in. But then there's another side of the coin, which is what I think she's referring to, and that's this. And I use this analogy, and I'll ask the audience this. Have you ever been driving out to find someplace you've never been, and you kinda get turned around, and you kinda get lost, and and finally you pull over and you ask somebody for directions. And then you get your pen and paper out and they give you directions and detail and you write down those notes and detail and, and all of, you know, and, and so you're, they set you on your way and you, and you drive and you drive and you drive. And 30 minutes later, you're 30 minutes, 30 miles further from where you were trying to go. Is it your fault that somebody gave you bad directions? Absolutely not. And so I've run into so many people who feel guilty that they're in the wrong place in life until they understand that it's not their fault that somebody gave them bad directions. Hmm. And so, so many times circumstances beyond our control, it could be a broken home. It could be, you know, getting blindsided by a car. It could be a disease. it, It could be so many different things that puts us in a circumstance that we had no control over. And then we start feeling bad because of the consequences of that, like somehow it's our fault and it's not. And so what I'm talking about is the freedom of responsibility, not freedom from responsibility. You see, first you have the responsibility to realize that you may be in a place that wasn't of your choosing. It's not your fault. That's freedom of responsibility. Now, why? Because you have the responsibility to say, hey, there's nothing I can do about the past. There's nothing I can do about their circumstances, but there's something I can do right now with the choices that I make that can improve my future starting today. And choices give us something very powerful. You see, every positive, good choice that we make opens up 50 new choices that are now better than the one we had before. And every negative choice that we make limits the amount of positive choices that we could make. For example, if you make a sequence of bad choices and end up in prison, well, hey, you can start making great choices in prison, but until you you get out of prison, the choices aren't going to give you much fruit, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why we say don't let the past, don't let circumstances be your control, don't even let previous bad choices weigh you down. You've got to accept that and realize that today, in the circumstances, no matter what they are, I can choose to make the right choice and go in the right direction.
1: Well, you just covered a lot of ground uh, in that, Tom. I'm going to read through. Again, we have so many things. I'm going to read through just to give people a feel for the real-life responses here. And, Tom, as I'm reading, if you would just listen and you just jump in. Just interrupt me when there's something you want to hit on specifically. Now, a couple, a few of these, again, you uh, already addressed just what you spoke, but I'm going to, I'm going to go through real quick here. So uh, Paula, I'm going to say Paula. Uh, There's a lot. Talk about an international audience. So uh, bear with me. And this is in response to to Zig's quote, you are where you are in many ways because of a series of choices that you have made. Paula says, I have to disagree. Everyone's exactly where they are because of their choices, good, bad, and different. But it's most assuredly how you react to where you are. That's what you can control. Irvin said, please expound. This again, it's just a Facebook commentary, uh, you know, correspondence going on. Paula says, say you're hit by someone in a parking lot who was backing up and didn't see you. The accident was out of your control, but you chose to drive. So you can either be a victim or you can deal with what happened and
0: move forward. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. but getting them to actually give their payment info is and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin.
2: Yeah. You know, going back to what we just said, there's truth in both of those answers. And the reality is, is the circumstance that we're in, uh, we did sometimes make a choice to be there. But I'll I'll make it even a little simpler. Hey, if you're a brand new baby fresh to this world a month old, and somebody drops you, and you get an injury that now affects you for the rest of your life, you had no control over that situation. And so the point I was making earlier is, hey, you know what, when you have a fact, the fact is is that you may have something on that you can't change. You accept that because facts you have to accept. Problems you could work on. You can challenge the problem. You can you can be solution oriented. But facts you have to set you accept, and that's not good or bad. That's that's just reality. But now the choice is okay. What do I do with the rest of my life? And I and I see people all the time. They play the wish I could have, should have, if I game. And those games very rarely turn out where you're the winner, right? The game you should play is what can I do now? What can I do next? How can I improve this? How can I make this better? What can I do in the next five minutes, the next hour, the next day to improve my life, to improve my position? Because the reality is, is we can all do something right now to improve our position. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this quote because it's, you know, there's the there's the gray area and the what if game, but the reality is. I get down to this point of, so what we look at the facts, we accept them. We realize we have the power to make a positive step in the right direction. Let's take that step. Let's start changing our future. But the first step we take.
1: Yeah. And this, I mean, I gotta, I gotta tell you, Tom, this is one that it's interesting on what Paula used there as an example of getting hit in a parking lot. My wife early this spring, in a car. She was in a snowstorm here in Colorado. She couldn't have been more attentive. Car had new tires on it, four-wheel drive. She's going along, keeping her distance from other cars, sees a car far ahead of her, spin out of control. She slowly, she has plenty of time, plenty of space because she's doing everything that she knows to do right. Pulls over to the side, pulls over onto the shoulder, pulls over past the shoulder onto the grass and thinks, I'm good, I'm safe, and that's when she got hit. Next car behind her had seen it happen as well. They slammed their brakes on. I don't know, you know exactly what, what was happening in their life, but they uh, weren't quite as in control. And boom, hit her, as did the next car. As did the next car. As did the next car. She get hit four times, and she has for the first time in her life uh, been dealing with you know chronic pain uh, as a result of that. But also really has had to work through some of those feelings. She's not used to feeling like a victim. She doesn't like that. She knows the heart of this message, and yet had to work through some feelings of I did everything that I could, and I couldn't control it. I didn't stop it, and I I did reap a consequence. I I, I there was a vic- I was a victim of that wreck. Obviously, we're talking about, okay, but how you react to that. But I just putting it out there, because we got some people that, uh, on that note, let me read you what Rich Rogers, he's from Brigham Young University, he says, I try accepting responsibility for my choices, both good and bad, because I know they have brought me to where I am today. It's a learning process. It's very hard. There are times when I look at the hole I've dug for myself and, and despair of ever getting out. I know it's a vicious cycle, and I'm learning to break it, but it's tough, and sometimes I feel alone, as I do. Tom, let me read one more on that, and then let you comment. Uh, And this is from Kabu, and again, I'm just going to go with the first name. (laughs) I give thanks profusely, even when going through unfair circumstances, because I tried being angry, and trust me, it has hurt me terribly. So I say thank you, even when tears of pain roll down my cheeks because it's the only way I will change my frequency to one of abundance. And I got to tell you, as I read through, and again, there are hundreds of comments, Tom, and a lot of international people, literally some from, and they stated that I'm, I'm in a war torn country right now. We have people that are dealing with you know dramatic real life circumstances that they're trying to deal with.
2: Wow. You know, let me just share with Um, that last comment you know, about being grateful through the tears, that, that brings chills to me because it's, to me, that's extremely inspiring. And, and I'll just share a story out of dad's life. Uh, when he was 80, he came home from an event, he was getting ready for bed, he went to bed, he got up for some reason in the night and he went back to his office and instead of turning right, we don't know what happened, he turned left and he comes all the way down the stairs, hits his head and he gets a major brain concussion and so severe that he lost his short-term memory and really never recovered it to where it should have been. So we were worried for his life. We didn't know what the next step was going to be. And uh, he's going through that period of confusion that you get with a concussion, and he's lost his balance. He's lost his short-term memory. And after a couple of days, the doctor comes in, and the doctor looks him in the eye and says, Mr. Ziegler, how are you doing? And Dad said, I just need to get out of here because I've got a speech that i got to go give. And the doctor looks at him and says, Mr. Ziegler, I think it's time you consider the possibility that you might not be doing any more speeches. Well, that's pretty heavy news, right? Because you're Zig Ziegler and this is your life. This is what you do. The doctor left. And dad looked over at my sister and says, well, we need to figure out a new way for me to speak because I still got things to say. Mm. And that started him on a new journey where when he would go on stage, my sister or myself would go out and interview him. So let's just dissect that for a second. And this is a challenge for all of us. Now, how did dad respond in that situation like that? Was it just, you know, who he was or, you know, luck or whatever? No. He'd literally been preparing for 60 years for a circumstance like that. He had, he had breathed in so much of the right uh Concepts and ideas. He'd lived it. He'd been through a lot of circumstances in his life before like we all do And so he had the foundation to help him make that decision But here's what I think the big reason was you see dad at 80 He wasn't working for the money and he wasn't working because he felt like he had to He was working for one reason and one reason only and that was the mission you see he felt called to make a difference in people's lives And so I challenge everybody listening to this podcast, what is your big mission? What is your purpose in life? What's your passion? If you can't figure out your purpose, figure out what is your passion? Why do you get up every day? What is it that you want to do that's going to inspire and make a difference? And when your purpose is your passion, and that's your focus, your mission, and what you're about, when the obstacles come up, and they will, the question isn't do I give up my passion? Do I give up my mission? The question is, what other way can I accomplish it? You know, I've got ongoing pain or this circumstance happened or I can't do this job anymore. I'm going to have to find a new one. It doesn't change the fact that you're still here for a reason. And so dad was so mission centered that when the mission got off course a little bit, he just figured out he had to do it a different way. And that's what I think we can all learn from a situation like that. That's
1: I mean, th- I I Learned a little bit. I didn't know. I knew the 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 big picture of that story, but not some of the nuances. And folks, I got to say that this is our desire right here for this newly revived Ziggler show is to take these classic, uh, profound, incredibly valuable messages and talk through them amidst real life. It's so easy to nod your head and to give uh, in so many ways, lip service to great wisdom. It's another thing to actually walk it out in the realities and the challenges and the trials of life. And Tom, I, I this—I love hearing your heart. You have lived this. You've been, you're the, you're the son of this guy that gave these messages. You now are presenting your own messages and your own voice in this format, uh, but you deal day in and day out with walking this out yourself and with so many other people. I want to read two quick comments because one of them ends with a relevant topic that I think that fits in well. I want to get your feedback on it and then we'll wrap up for today. I got to tell you, there's so many comments and they just keep coming in. I'm almost tempted to do a part two next week. We'll talk about that and we'll let let everybody know. Uh, Again, just to remember that we do this show live. If you're listening to the podcast, Uh, at Mondays at 1 p.m. If we change that, we'll let you know the way to make sure that you don't miss anything is to come to ZigglerShow.com. That's our Facebook page here, and just hit the little green button that will let you know. We'll give you those alerts whenever we do the show. All right, so Mrs. Lori Marino, she says, and I, I appreciate her spirit here, I'm a firm believer at almost 60 what doesn't kill you really does make you stronger. And it's not what happens to you, but what you do with that. They're both very true. Choice is the one thing no one can take away from you. And the joy of the Lord really is my strength, and I'm not going to let anyone take mine. I just appreciate it. It makes me smile. Tanya, this is, this is one that I want to get your feedback on, Tom, because it's, it's, it's the real-life responses that I know people have. And she says, why must people... Always take undue responsibility to what other people do to them. What life lesson is that? So she's kind of pushing back on us here. But then she says there's a fine line between responsibility and the act of forgiveness. When I read that, I thought, oh, that speaks to the heart of what I read from a lot of people commenting here, trying to deal with these areas where they do believe that it's up to them, their choices, how they react. But they realize that there are some things that happen to them that they did not have control over. They are hurt by And so when she brings up the aspect of forgiveness,
2: I thought, oh, that's that's an anchor point here. Yeah. Forgiveness is a tough one, especially when you have been done wrong. You've been treated not just wrongly, but evilly. Uh, You've you've been put down or abused or hurt in some way. And, you know, we say that the, the healthiest of all attitudes is the attitude of gratitude. And when you've suffered a huge hurt in your life and, and been put in a situation that you didn't have control over, it's hard to have gratitude when you're dealing with that. And that's why this idea, this concept of forgiveness is so important, because when you forgive somebody who doesn't deserve forgiveness in this world, right, what you're doing is the forgiveness is not necessarily for the one you're forgiving, it's for you. Because once you truly forgive somebody, then you can let it go. You could say, you know what? I don't understand why it happened. I just know that I'm going to forgive them and I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do, but mainly it's for me. Mainly it's because now I can turn over a new chapter in my life. Now I can take responsibility for my future. And hey, we've got to understand that there's, that's an old wound and we've, we've got to put the pure, you know, like the cleansing water through that old wound. And the most purifying water of all is that of forgiveness. Does it take a huge person? Does it take a lot of time? Absolutely, it does. And a great technique to do that is just, is just to write a letter to whoever it was. Maybe, probably, don't even ever send it, uh, but just say, you know, I don't know why you did this to me. I don't know why you did these things to me, but I want you to know that I forgive you. And that is—that's a difficult thing to do. And you're not necessarily doing it totally for them. You're—you're you're doing it for you as well. And when you do that, it gives you that chance to start fresh and, and to go to that next level. Responsibility is, golly, you know, it's like we're it's like we live in a culture, where everybody wants rights, right? Nobody talks about responsibility, everybody wants rights. Uh, and dad said this: he said that his only responsibility to God was to speak the truth in love. Right? So, as a as a believer, he said, "I have a responsibility to God to have a vibrant relation with Him," and then as a human being, my responsibility is to speak the truth and love. He didn't have any responsibility for how people receive that. And that's huge because it's like we live in this popularity contest, right? We're, we're always trying to win people over and, and we, you know, we want to be liked. And if we give a talk, you know, we are they going to applaud? Or are they going to give us a good review? And in a smaller scale, it could be in a meeting or a one-on-one business thing and they, they reject us. At least we feel like they did when actually they weren't rejecting us at all. They were just rejecting what we put in front of them, which is totally different. And so when you realize that, your only responsibility is to speak the truth and love, and what they do with it is totally up to them. It takes the pressure off. Mm -hmm. It allows us that freedom of responsibility instead of the freedom from responsibility. So when I go to an event or when I'm talking with people and I pour my heart into it and some say yes and some say no, I don't feel personally rejected from the ones who say no. I just am grateful that I had the opportunity to share it with them
1: well I gotta admit in full disclosure I've paid good money for good counseling to help drill that more into my <laughs> psyche because uh, I'm definitely uh, admitted people uh pleaser which is great for you know sales but uh, sometimes in the intimate relationships of life we we need more and, and in truth I, I love that what you said about that in care if we care about somebody enough we care enough to also share that, uh, that hard truth. That's been a big learning curve for me, Tom. So on that, hey, we are a business. I have no shame in uh, that we sell products here. What we sell are these messages, uh, period. So if you're hearing this and feel like I need to get more of this into myself or I want to give this gift, this type of a message to someone, hey, it is Christmas. And so at Ziggler.com forward slash Christmas 2014, We've got a bunch of packages there. And Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh, is there on this aspect of choices and responsibility, uh, a certain product, a certain one of the packages that you think would really
2: embody this well, if people want to hone in on it quickly? Oh, there's two, pa- there's two packages. One of them is called, uh, it has the product in it, how to stay motivated. And it will talk about choices that we make, uh, improving our own self-image. It is a fantastic package. The other one is this, it's it's the family package, which has courtship after marriage and raising positive kids in it as CD sets. And that's all about building the right kind of relationship with the ones who are closest to us, our family. And isn't it something that our family relationships are also the ones that create the biggest wounds? You know, it could be a brother, a sister, or a parent, or somebody else who we really need to reach out to in forgiveness. And so in those two packages, it talks about how to build the right uh, spousal relationship with your spouse and how to raise your kids in the right direction and what to do if conflict arises, because it always does. So, you know, one of our speakers here, Brian Flanagan, says that his family puts, uh, his family puts the fun in dysfunctional. And aren't just about all families dysfunctional to some level, they are, but that's okay because we love them they're our family. And so if we can really just take some principles of communication and relationship building and apply it to our family, man, it just sets us free to be all that we were meant to be. But we've got to take that first step. We've got to make that choice to say, Hey, the past is behind me. I can't change the facts, but what I can do today is to look at where I am and take a step to make my future better. And that's what these packages are about—is equipping you to have an impact in your own life and other people's life for the future.
1: All right. Well, hey, thanks so much to all of you who commented. Again, had hundreds of comments to this topic here. We will be doing this every single week, bringing you one of these timeless messages from Zig Ziglar, but then talking about it. And we do. We want the uh, the, the supportive. Uh, comments of course but also the hard questions because the point is walking this out and it is as zig says something we've got to do daily so thanks to those who were with us live Uh, those who are in the podcast again thank you that podcast the rankings keep going up i really encourage you leave a comment you can leave a good comment we're happy about that and if you've got some constructive criticism you can do that as well but go into itunes you'll find us there under Zig Ziglar. And you can tune in there. Tom, always an honor and a pleasure to be with you, brother. And looking forward to it next week, everybody. Take care.